Live from Hollywood, California, yeah. it's the Nighttime Show with your host, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Yep. Our head writer, Matt Walker, is here with us. Our host with the most donuts in the whole world, Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman. And our very special guest, seven-time Emmy Award winner. You might know him from Lou Grant, but we know him as Santa Claus from the movie Elf. The former president of the Screen Actors Guild, Ed Asner. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the nighttime show. And here's your host, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Hello, America. Stephen Kramer. <laughs> that, that just got the best Dudley. reaction from your dog Dudley, possible. Yeah. I don't blame you, Dudley. I'd kick their ass, too. Get him out of here. And show him your teeth. Yeah. We're being escorted off the premises yeah. now. Show him your teeth, Dudley. Dudley is showing me your teeth. Wow. That is an absolutely fantastic dog. Isn't he wonderful? Oh, uh, yeah. He's great. Those he's guys, those guys are the best. Uh, it, this is such, it's such an honor, Ed, to, to, have, to be in your home home and sit with you here at your desk uh mm-hmm. surrounded by uh your uh your many oh, your many awards and everything this Thank is you. this is the Thank best man it's so cool i'm such a huge fan that is an enormous <laughs> knife <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulled out weaponry on us. don't get everything that i've told you to talk about <laughs> i'm going to use this on my throat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's well, a very we high stakes podcast it's a high stakes it really is uh all right well let's start by talking about your uh your one-man show you have a one-man show that you're doing right now called a man and his prostate that you're touring around the country doing and we're having wonderful success with it what is it closer to the mic (laughs) he he tried to be subtle my my, uh, mute (laughs) assistant igor was telling me i had to talk Further into the mic. Yes. <laughs> Which is interesting because generally speaking, when I give these interviews, he hogs it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that warranted blade number two coming out. That yeah. Like yeah. We, we've so far seen two different knives. I collect, I collect <laughs> knives and I want you to be the beneficiary. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you come up with the, uh, this uh, one-man show? How did this uh, play out? Ed us? Weinberger, one of the producer-writers on Mary Tyler Moore, mm-hmm. wrote it about his own personal experiences. And uh, I don't know how many people he asked to look at it and do it before me, uh, but I fell for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think everybody, you were like the last one. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, you'll cut all that. We'll yeah, cut we'll that out. Yeah, we'll cut that In post, he's gone. Don't, don't <laughs> you fret. <laughs> Here, go sit on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's really incredible. Are you? How many su- cities are you touring to? Oh, anywhere you got one. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ama- that's we amazing. Did, we did... Uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We did. Uh, um, uh, what the hell was it? the town in Connecticut? Uh, Old Saybrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old Saybrook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old Saybrook. And then, uh, leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't want to lose any time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we'll do. We'll post the the uh, the information on our website for everybody, so that anyone wants to come oh, see you in person, yeah. they get a chance to. Yeah. And uh, and, yeah, and if you want to see it, start tweeting about it now. Yeah, start, absolutely, because you know, that those tickets are going to go very very well, fast. My like, deaf mute uh, assistant <laughs> Charlie uh, will provide you any information you need. I love it's it. We'll I put Charlie's it. home address on the website too, and where they can reach, him easily. can reach him anytime. <laughs> Carla is his wife's name, and she's a honey. And I'm waiting in line. So we'll we'll put all of Carla's information up as yeah, well. Absolutely. So, um, with with such an extensive career, uh, what I I would love to do before we get into the shows that we you know we all know and love and you know we Mary Tyler Moore and something. yeah, but before we get into that, yeah. let's let's talk about uh, where you grew up and and how how this all got started. Um, well. Well, it all started in a little town called Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I was born and raised. And up until I entered the 
I think it was the second grade. We lived above my father's junkyard in the bottoms, it was called. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, the bottoms. And uh, that was across the street from Armour's packing house. So my early life was filled with my two Mexican friends and um, <clears throat> watching the white coated, formerly white coated workers in the packing house come out with blood all over them. Oh my <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah. Down, about a half mile down, was the walkover into the packing house from um, uh, the uh, the unloading from the uh, trains, oh, okay. the stock trains. And all day long, you'd hear the Judas goat leading <laughs> the, the sheep. What's so funny? <laughs> I've never heard that term before, the Judas goat. <laughs> You don't know that? No. That's no. the goat that they use to lead the cattle into the packing house. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and sheep. And uh, I wanted to kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, because you hear it every day, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were your, uh, either of your parents involved? In, neither of them were involved in, in the acting industry, right? No, this, no, this, no. You were the first in, in your family to do My, that? Yeah. Uh, my dad was the junkman, and uh, my mother was his wonderful, strong, uh, loving helper. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about, um, were there other people in your family that were entertaining, like, around around your life? Anyone that you kind of took cues from to, to go into this business? Nobody I can call to mind. I heard that there was a great cantor. Uh, in Moscow that uh, came from my mother's side of the family. But I know nothing else about that. Wow. wow. Did, did your family try to push you into, into being a cantor or a rabbi? Was there a, a, Oh, I was raised... Uh, uh, you were raised Orthodox, right? Orthodox, yeah. Uh, I was uh, very envious of a cousin, uh, two cousins, a uh, boy and a girl who... Uh, one proficient on the piano, the other on the violin, and thought how marvelous. I took the violin for one day. They were offering <laughs> lessons at the school. Yeah. It was a small violin I had. I don't know where the hell they got it. But, uh, you played for one I day? I tried the school, yeah, the teaching for one day, mm-hmm. and then tried rehearsing at home with the music. I had my mom buy all the stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. music, the, the stand, and... And I said, well, but she couldn't buy the talent. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. When I was a kid, I really wanted to uh, be a, I, I used to watch football players on TV in movies and stuff. And then I wanted to be a football player. So I put on the uniform and then I had to go out to the field and they were like, you have to run across the field. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just wanted to wear the, the football pads. Like I thought yeah. it just looked yeah. cool. I know. Yeah. Well, I, in those days, of course. Of course, you're younger, but we uh, we had a goddamn equipment. The helmet always came down over my nose, oh, and yeah. I have a permanent uh, dip here from where it wore on my nose. And yeah. um, uh, we'd uh, we'd come out early, about this time of year, I'd say, before school mm-hmm. began, to kind of work out a little, run around a little. Work out. What position did you play? Huh? What tackle. position? Tackle. Oh. Yeah, and uh, the ground was as hard as concrete. <laughs> yeah. In that yeah. Kansas sun baking all Ooh. summer. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that sucker was. Ugh, you could have struck a flint on it. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow. God. Oh. My. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, and uh, did you did you start acting uh, when you were? I know that you were in the theater in the, in the army as well, like performing. No, I wasn't. No, you no. weren't. I uh, <clears throat> I started being an actor. Started in, in college as an extracurricular activity because uh, they didn't have any theater at my college other than sure. volunteer, and I got hooked. Yeah. Uh, I also got hooked because uh, 
I started my first affair with the lady in the chorus. Oh, <laughs> and that's how it always starts. And, uh, <laughs> man, that'll grab you. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. So I became an actor at that point, dropped out of school, and uh, did all kinds of odd jobs in life, mostly auto assembly, yeah, uh, steel mills, driving a cab, stuff like that. Do you recall your first role? That was my first role. It got oh. me to drop out. Yeah. It was Thomas Beckett oh. in Murder in the Cathedral. Oh, wow. By T.S. Eliot. And then finally I got drafted, as I knew I would be. Right, right. I got drafted. And um, finally ended up at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. <clears throat> and um, to be trained as some sort of electronic repairman. And... Um, the um, I decided, you know, to go to the special service officer and offer my services. Yeah, and I went in there to see him, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I um, would you hold it down, Charlie?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I, I see him, and um, I said that uh, I'm an actor, and uh, I'd like to get into special services. And he went, (laughs) 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 we're 50 miles from New York. What the hell do we need you for? (laughs) (laughs) So I went on to serve my country as best I could. Absolutely. Were you politically active at that time of your life? I don't know. I don't know. I always... I always identified with what I thought to be a liberal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. uh, I don't know. Uh, I was at the University of Chicago, which, of course, Mm -hmm. is regarded as the commie school in those days. (laughs) Right. But um, uh, I learned as much from my fellow dorm mates, uh, a lot of them were returning servicemen. Yeah, and it was called the, the commie school in those days. But the interesting thing about Chicago U <clears throat> is that more big, big team Republicans uh, have come through there. Yeah. What's his... Uh, uh, S- Secretary of the Treasury, what was his name? Guythert? Huh? Was it Guythert? No, no. Uh, 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 we'll move we... on. Yeah. And all yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they uh, well, Milton Friedman, Friedman I think, yeah, is another one. Oh, sure. And um, they're all over the place. The biggest conservatives, intellectual conservatives in the... Um, the one, the the, uh, the the very nice guy, a good moderate Republican, but he's been in almost every uh, Republican administration. Charles Schultz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that strike a chord on you? I don't recall. I'm going to be like Reagan. I don't Charles recall. Schultz? <laughs> well, Charles Schultz. <laughs> don't be like Snoopy. Reagan. Huh? <laughs> he said, I'll be like Reagan. I, I, I don't recall. recall. <laughs> But right. uh, and he served Reagan too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he right. George Bush. Oh man. Yeah. Do you are you do you watch the news these days? Do you, or you do you, do you just try to avoid? Too it? depressing. My hearing is not the best. Well, you're not missing much. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you sound like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But um, I um, to have. Uh, been in the fields of the Lord's liberal tracts all my life, and to see where this country is now. Uh, the chickens keep coming home to roost, mm-hmm. yeah. and eventually we'll sort those chickens out, I imagine. But um, the Civil War keeps getting fought and keeps getting fought. Yeah. Blacks have to keep proving themselves, and whites have to keep pounding their chests. Mm-hmm. And um, we're very slow learners here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can understand people's wanting to jump on the Trump bandwagon mm -hmm. because he's not business as usual. Yeah. He's business, yeah, big right. time, as w evidenced by our not seeing his tax returns. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but he is. Uh, uh, an element of fixture that is a gross departure from the plodding, sedentary presidents mm -hmm. that we tend to constantly uh, be voting for or against. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think he's psychotic. <laughs> I think that too. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a nice way of that's saying. That's as wild a, <laughs> as wild a card as you can psychotic. get. The psychotic, <laughs> the psychotic card. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick before we continue, uh, I am currently sitting here uh, with a bottle of my favorite stuff, Fireball whiskey. Love the Fireball. Uh, God, it is so good. Uh, real quick before we continue, I just want to pop this bottle open. Mm -hmm. Hey, yo, Matt, if you listen real carefully, you can hear the Fireball talking to you from inside the bottle sure. uh, it's a little muffled though hang on i'll put it up the microphone oh my god i'm sweating so much the <laughs> bottle has been out of the ice for can, too long can you hear that that's, yeah that's the bottle of fireball i'm gonna that's pop it open hang fireball. on i'm gonna take it off ow, 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 ow. oh i popped the uh, the <laughs> lid off there hey oh. how's it going in there fireball whiskey oh it'd be better if i was in your belly <laughs> oh yeah you want to get in my belly get inside this yeah. beautiful stomach is hairy Harry Ball Gross. of Man Meats. Get on in there. No, wait. That sounds... Oh. oh. Ooh, you down inside my stomach now? Fireball whiskey? What What do you feel down? What's it like down there? Well, why are there all these half-eaten donuts? Don't you <laughs> chew when you swallow? Uh, no, I've been you know, just kind of swallowing them whole. But that's the way that I like it, which is the why I like Fireball whiskey. Hey, just make yourself comfortable in there. Sit on the couch... Watch a little Grey's Anatomy. Will do. Enjoy the rest of the show. I do love Grey's Anatomy and Fireball Whiskey. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, when um, when you became the president of SAG-AFTRA. Um, SAG. Of SAG. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. When you became yes. the president of SAG, uh, you made some big changes to, to SAG. I don't remember what they were, but <laughs> please don't remind me of the ugly period of my life. Well, that, <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's a, a pretty extraordinary... Uh, well, I know, but, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm like the prophet who is totally ignored in his home country. <laughs> uh, they, they don't give a shit about me anymore or whatever I may identify with and propose. <laughs> they are busy accepting the party line since the... Merger of the two unions. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I did not approve of that because, of course, they, they could not. They, what is the term called? I forget. Uh, uh, create the merger of pension and health. Yeah. And we right. still have not yeah. gotten that merger of pension and health, but they still merge so the 160,000 people can vote for no progress. <laughs> or give the store away, one or the other. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know we uh, we had I had a meeting with the president, the current president of SAG, and we we were trying to get her to come do our podcast, mm -hmm. and they asked what type of questions we'd want to ask. <laughs> and once we told them what type of questions we wanted to ask, they turned us down and yeah. said oh. that they were not uh, able to do it at this time. We were like, Well, that's a that is very petty and little on her part. Uh, yeah, they I mean, it's, very able to do a lot at this time. Yeah, yeah. no, look, I mean, after like when uh, when I was doing this kids TV show, after tried to get me to sign with them before the merger, and I was uh, a member of SAG, and I said, no, I don't need to be a member of your union. And after kept coming after me, and for three years I was on a, an after TV show that I, but I wasn't in their union because they'd come and call, they'd call my phone and they'd say, "We need you to join. You still need to join. Why haven't you joined?" And I'd go, "I don't need to join. I don't want to be a part of your horrendous you union. I'm already, anything. yeah, you're. Yeah. I'm already in a great union that takes really good care of me. And then, uh, you know, in the end, their union is also a union that did not 
blacklist actors the way SAG did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, my God. Um, when it comes to uh, theater, I know that there was some. Uh, like, uh, the, what did you say, Matt? The, it was Second Second well, City. You, you were part the of a theater, theater group you, in Chicago that became that Second became City, Second City. Right? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, I can never remember the interim group that was created that Paul Sills did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for some, it's I on Wikipedia. I can't remember it, what it was. But, yeah. but yeah. who? Who do you remember? Who was in the group with you, or some of the people with that you me? worked with? Yeah, mm-hmm. in in the theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zora Lampert, um, Lee Henry, Robert Kidd, Tony um, Holland, mm-hmm. um, Bern Piven, and his wife Joyce. Who spawned Jeremy Piven? Oh wow! Uh, Barbara Harris. Uh, I can't. I can't recall. It's a lot of great actors. Yeah, my God, oh, they are really oh, good. Um, now, uh, in uh, in your acting uh, career, the the jump from th- from doing live theater to doing television or doing film. Uh, it says I don't know if this is true. Uh, Charles, maybe you can help me on this. But uh, but Ed, uh, in on IMDb, it says your first movie credit is working with uh Elvis Presley. Is that no. is that true? No. All right. Well, let's correct. Let's correct IMDb. Okay. Uh, my first movie credit was I don't know doing a couple of lines, I guess, <clears throat> on um. Uh, a mob movie shot in New York. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't even remember what it was. Yeah. But uh, I did that. Um, I think the first movie I did when I got to California, which was in 61, was in 63 or 65, and that was Halls of Anger. That starred Calvin Lockhart who uh, outraged everybody to put him out of the business. (laughs) What? What did he do? A lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I wish everyone could see your face when you said a lot of things because it kind of summed it up. (laughs) Jeff Bridges was in it. Oh, I can't wow. remember who it was one of his first movies. What What do you feel like was the the big like your big break? What was the thing that 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 took you to the next level in your? In well, you, you think uh, always you think the next one's going to be a big break. I thought doing a spinoff from The Untouchables mm-hmm. with Barbara Stanwyck was going to be the big break. Yeah. It didn't happen. Uh, finally, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Such a legendary TV show, mm-hmm. and uh, such an incredible thing too for you to win, uh, you know, and an, uh, Emmys at, to win an Emmy award for a comedy for the same role as uh, as you won this uh, an Emmy for the for playing the same role but in a drama. That's only it's really only happened one other time, yeah, and that was recently with Orange Is the New Black with mm-hmm. one of the actresses because they that. reclassified the show. Yeah, but they reclassified the show. It wasn't a different, wasn't show. A different show. Like yeah. you played the same character on two different shows and won two different Emmys in two mm-hmm. different categories. Like that's unheard of. Uh, yeah. Just shows you what a brilliant goddamn actor. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can't you can't tell which which hand has got which ball. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I um, when we started the show, it's because I trusted the writer producers to such an extent uh, that whatever they wrote, whatever they wanted to do, go to an hour and from a half hour, if that's what you want to do, fine. I trust you. Sure. Uh, so when we did it, and I'm busy doing it, I had done, I felt I always felt my, I based my character in Mary very strongly on my two brothers mm-hmm. who had uh, uh, rights on bombast. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, big and tough and all that. And that was my Lou. And then when we got to the hour show, and I kept working and working, 
I said, my two brothers don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they don't work for me. And so finally I decided I got to plunge into myself mm. and uh, create this character to respond to the hour writing. Yeah. Wow. wow. What a what a big what a big change too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh what was what was that set like? The Mary Tyler Moore show set. What were, what was that like those I mean, those people like working with those? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't pace back and forth, will you? <laughs> Makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah. he's in the back mixing cocktails yeah. and stuff. Like, I think he, I think he thinks he's directing me. Uh, I, it's like I'm, what was I'm the name on Terminator Three? Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we turn around, he's doing a different thing. He's got a banana. He's making drinks. He's, he's gonna, I stimulate uh, stimulate his appetite. Yeah. He's going to do the Sheriff Arpaio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. You're not on mic. <laughs> You're not I on know, mic. I know. You know, the, the thing is, though, with something like this, it's like, uh, you know, that, sh that show, Mary Tyler Moore Show, so unbelievably impactful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as comedians and as, like, you know, we come in, we're, we're being funny and trying to, you know, have a good time and be silly. But then at the same time, as you writers are. and comedian mm -hmm. and actual, like, comedy fans, it's a, that you show. You can't help but get, like, really you interested. Yeah, in you can't in help the, but, like, in sink the, in real deep on that. Because yeah. that show was, like. Because it, it's like, we all got to watch the show and have fun watching it. We didn't get to see, like, what you got to see, what. Which you know, was like, how this amazing cast operated together and stuff. Well, we we had brilliant writers, mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, for some reason, <clears throat> Mary represented uh, to womankind the new American woman, mm -hmm. and most of them bought it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, they presented her in, uh, for instance, when the original script was written. She came to Minneapolis as a divorcee, and CBS said, "No, no, 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 goddamn way, no, no, no." So they made it. She she broke off her engagement, or or she was broken off the engagement. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it worked fine. It worked fine, and she was. A marvelous magician. Yeah, she didn't matter. It didn't matter who they cast to support her. She found the way to build them up, to encourage them, to take them along, to milk the best out of them. Yeah. And she was always. I found this out when I became uh, uh, the top banana. That uh, you're the axle. Mm -hmm. And they're the spokes of the wheel. And the more you can make them shiny and brighten them up and sparkle, the, the more it'll reflect on your axle. Brilliant. <laughs> what a brilliant that. way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, wow. What an incredible thing. Uh, when, you, uh, when you were cast in uh, Roots, in that uh, in that. TV, it was like a TV miniseries. Mini, mini series. Yeah. Uh, did did you do a lot of research to to prepare for doing a a project like that, or no. or no? You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it was written well. Yeah, I, I had done Rich Man Poor Man the year before. Yeah, and I had had strong. Not physical, but uh, differences with the director, David Green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I knew the producer. What the hell was his name? That's okay. Mm -hmm. Of, of uh, Roots. Um, and heard from him. I, I, I forget. <laughs> I saw him socially or whatever, that he was doing it, the uh, the uh, miniseries. Yeah. 
And I didn't think that, I mean, I, I was such a sad, miserable schmuck that um, <laughs> I didn't feel that uh, they would ever follow up a miniseries with uh, someone who was a star on a, just the just previous miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Harv Bennett, no, no, the, he was the executive producer of uh, Rich Man, Poor Man, God mm-hmm. bless him. And they chased me and caught me. And uh, CBS was not too happy that I delayed my appearance on the uh, set of Mary Tyler Moore because of that show. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, um, uh, so we get to uh, uh, Roots and... Um, I didn't think the director would want me back again, but he was quite willing to accept me. And the first thing they offered me was the role that Ralph Waite did, which he did very beautifully and coolly and cleverly. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, I've, I've done those roles before. Uh, how, about, how about the captain? Because he spoke like an Englishman. Mm-hmm. And it was a departure from characters I had done on TV. So I thought it would be a nice shading contrast. Sure. So they thought, and they said, fine. Yeah, fine. I love so it. I was, I was home free. Um, and uh, I, um, I believed in everything I was doing there. I, I believed in the wanting to do right I believed in the lust that overcame me with the, the black girl. Mm-hmm. And I believed in the uh, the guilt that ensued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it showed on screen. I mean, that was such a... Very powerful performance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, we, uh, a, a few months ago, we had... Uh, Bruce Valanche mm-hmm. on our on our. Do you know Do you know who Bruce Valanche is? Legendary uh, comedy writer who wrote uh, the Oscars and the Emmys for many years. He wrote the the show for that. Yeah, we had we had him on our podcast talking about uh, uh, that that he had sat with Paul Lind, and do you know who Paul? You remember Paul Lind? Mm-hmm. And that the two of them sat and watched Roots together as a team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to hear what he wrote. <laughs> he, he he said that they uh, they sat and they watched it and uh, they loved it. And then after watching it, they were on the Paramount lot and Lavar Burton walked by and Paul Lind went pointed at him and pointed at at at, uh, at Lavar Burton and went roots. <laughs> <laughs> and Lavar Burton was like, "All right, <laughs> that is uncomfortable." That, that sounds like Paul Lynn's <laughs> level of humor. Yeah, uh, I used to do a lot of uh, uh, Hollywood squares with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, we had to think up our own jokes. It, sure, yeah. And it it uh, it always frosted my gut <laughs> that. Uh, he was the one person they wrote the jokes for. Yeah, yeah, well, that yeah. Was yeah. That was, was Bruce Valanche was the guy yeah. who was oh, yeah, his writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, now you have an extensive uh, voiceover career, um, best known probably probably in your in your voiceover career probably for for the movie Up, which was yeah. an enormous success. And people talk about that movie. On a regular basis, they talk about the opening. The opening five oh, minutes yeah. of that it's movie the saddest thing ever. is the yeah. saddest, most heartbreaking, you know, moments yeah. of a film that, that people have ever broke seen. Me when I saw, oh, I, I remember the theater I saw it in and where <laughs> I was and everything. And I was like, and I went by myself. I was like, I'd seen all the adult movies. I was like, oh, kids' movies, play. I'll give that a shot. So I go. <laughs> Going in there, and I've got popcorn and raisinets. The whole thing. I'm thinking I'm just gonna have a good time. That first ten minutes hooks into you, <laughs> and I'm bawling, and and I'm like, I'm just 
super sensitive it's got to just be me and i look around and it's silver lake so it's a bunch of hipsters there's a bunch of guys my age crying not a dry eye in the house they're all the same age as me crying going i'm not gonna have any candy now I don't this is... <laughs> but then it picks up so nicely from there that you know yeah it was a fantastic I call, movie i call it a double love story yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, it works very nicely it really yeah. is. It it's really like that is. movie opens as sad as Bambi ends. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my yes. God. What? It opens as sad as Bambi ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> was, was it a, a good time working on a, a movie oh, like that? Oh, yeah. They, uh, they were wonderful to work with. And um, um, I don't know how many sessions I had. Six, seven, eight. I don't know. But... Uh, uh, I I worked alone, and um, the two producers sat there and told me try it this way and try it that way and try it that way. And about the third or fourth time I did it, uh, they came back and said the animators were very happy with what I was giving them, so that pleased me no end. And then about the sixth session um well i we were in a particular sound the sound room we were working in at disney and uh, the the um we either had lunch first or whatever and we were busy talking and shooting the breeze and letting the time go and then Finally, I realized it was getting late. We had to get in there and do it. <clears throat> so we rushed into this sound room, and there was a low ridge there that had lights on it, but I was in such a hurry to get in front of the mic, I didn't see the lights or the indication that it meant a curb, mm. and I tripped over it. <laughs> Oh my God! And came crashing against an opposing wall, corner oh. of a wall. Oh my God! That was sheathed in iron. <laughs> so I brought my head up against that, <laughs> split it open back here someplace, and I saw stars. And I was lying there, and they uh, they tried to get me to sit up or do it. I said, No, 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 leave me alone. And they contacted St. John's, and they rushed me over to St. John's, and they put in about six staples uh, into my head. Oh, my God. And we mm-hmm. came back, and I probably did the best work I ever did. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and oh we did the day's work. Lord. Wow. Ay, ay, ay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. To bleed yeah. and to do the day's work. <laughs> <laughs> Dear. Sometimes not in that order, yeah. but, you know. That should be a sign over that recording studio. <laughs> That's what you're here for. I was put. very proud of myself. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You should be. Yeah, oh, my that's, God. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, what What about uh, any any particular favorites? Because, I mean, we, we can talk about, you know, you were in. You. you You've always me? been my <laughs> Me? Get yes. out of here. Yes. <laughs> you can't deny it. <laughs> Um, I mean, gargoyles and uh, animaniacs, and um, uh, you've done Duck video Man games and too. Video games uh, and Batman uh, and Batman the animated series. So many, so many great, you know, voices on so many what's, things. What's the uh, uh, Aaron Magruder's uh, black comedy? Uh, Boondocks. Oh, oh, boondocks wow! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, boondocks, yeah, yeah, Boondocks. Yeah, that was such a terrific, such a terrific show yeah, too. It still is. Right. I know. I was like nodding. Yeah, man. After I had you, it's a sandwich and a half and a banana. Oh man, you guys brought my energy level down. It's a very relaxing podcast. Like we had. Where did all this energy come in? Why don't you two go chew on each other's nails? <laughs> <laughs> You think you'd like to do that? Yeah. <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, all right. They, so, so your uh, your We're publicist back. brought up uh, <laughs> Ted Knight and uh, and asked us we uh, to ask you well, about he's it. The funniest man I ever knew. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is a hell of a quote. <laughs> that is one hell of a quote. <laughs> well, didn't say I liked him. <laughs> what, how, did, how did you meet him? On the set. Yeah. yeah. So they're Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, what? What was like your first impression of him? Well, um, that's nobody's ever asked me that. You're not as dumb as you look. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, he has his moments. Yeah. Well, I I loved his his uh, there was a clipped aspect to him. Uh, yeah. Uh, trim and uh, I mean he had boxed. I found out when he was younger. Mm. And uh, he was with the occupying army, or uh, came into the army into Berlin, and wow. um, confessed uh, to me that uh, he had uh, entertained himself with a mannequin he found in <laughs> the destroyed Berlin. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, you know, I don't blame you. Those are hard times. It's <laughs> rough. You talk about the Russians that they sent in there. They had to be all Mongols. And they were, you know, you know, boils and, and fistulas and, and the, the ugliest creatures you could picture. And the, the Russians did it for a purpose. Yeah. They wanted to punish the the beauties of berlin <laughs> wow yeah. oh my god uh, and uh i found out that he had done a kitty show in connecticut using a dummy uh, mm -hmm. uh or more than one maybe uncle teddy or something like that <laughs> uh and um We probably had done, he did a lot of Germans, uh, combat and uh, rat patrol, I think. Mm -hmm. They did kind of crap. Yeah. Wow. Black Sheep Squadron or one of those kind of shows? Huh? Something like Black, Black Sheep Squadron, those kind of shows? Black Sheep Squadron? Remember that one? No. no? Okay. I think you're the only one who watched that. I'm the only one who watched that, I guess. Matt? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, something. Uh, we... Hey, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll tell you more about Ted. Please. Uh, as I said, he's the funniest man I ever knew. And uh, uh, we, we formed a tight bond, the three guys. <clears throat> we go out every Friday night with our wives and have big whiskey and and uh food yeah and had a good time and um there was one time there where maybe second or third year that uh, uh alan burns told it much later Ted came in to him and said that uh, he wanted to leave the show. And why? Oh, I'm just tired of people thinking that I'm that idiot, that <laughs> schmuck, that putz, mm. you know, and then thinking that that's exactly what I'm like and blah, 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 and so forth. And uh, Alan spent a half hour talking him out of it convincing him that people realized the difference that he was acting with this and that. Uh, not, 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 not to believe that, that they didn't realize that difference. He finally had him sold. At that point, Jim Brooks, our other producer, came bursting into the room and said, Hey, Ted, how does it feel to be the biggest schmuck in the world? My <laughs> 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 oh, God, people just you know, think you're the biggest idiot they've ever seen. Uh, but he stayed. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Have you ever walked off a show? Have you ever quit a show? 
Mm. No. I was, I did a rat patrol. Uh, not a rat patrol. Um, what was the, the show with uh, the, the Marty? Um, uh, with Barbara Bain and um, uh, Marty Landau. Uh, what was that, that Mission show? Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. Okay. <coughs> Thank you. You're sure. the bright one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I, I was hired to, uh, to do uh, a, a villain on it. A villain that uh, Marty, I guess, would uh, take the place of. But nobody knew what this guy looked like. So... Uh, I was playing it fast and loose as this guy being the chief villain. And it didn't matter what I did. He didn't have to emulate me. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> so after the first issue, Stan Kalis was the line producer. And he kept Bob. Bob Butler was the director. And he, he kept bitching about what I was doing as this character. And it was not fun. <clears throat> so um, I finished the day's work. Came home. I was off the next day. Got a call that night, I guess, uh, to come in. And um, would I come in and meet with Bruce? What was the producer's name? The exact oh, I, famous fellow. Uh, Don't know that one. I'm not sure. Uh, exec producer <laughs> of uh, uh, Mission Impossible. And um, uh, and the line producer, I guess. Kalis. And uh, the director. So I came in. I, just, I couldn't figure out well, that the, they were looking to have this guy do something, be something that... Uh, I wasn't giving them, or the producers anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we sat there and talking. And is it Bruce Geller? That's that yeah, sounds that's right. Sounds, yeah. yeah. Bruce Geller, and uh, and then finally I, I said, "Oh, oh, <laughs> you want me to be a villain? <laughs> oh." Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. I mean, they wanted me to be obvious, <laughs> right? Got it. And yeah, I, like mustache I, twirling sort of villain. Uh, yeah, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I, I had more respect for the show than that type of yeah. affectation. Yeah. So I came back the next day. Zip, 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 zip. But as we left that meeting, Bob Butler said, oh, I don't know, Ed. You got to do what your conscience tells you. You know, you uh, sometimes you got to swallow it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he had swallowed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, he said, you, you, you do whatever you want to do, uh, but uh, implying I wouldn't blame you if you walked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, it's no problem at all. I'll, I'll be their goddamn villain. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. played a villain and uh, made him happy. Yeah, yeah. Are there any parts that you've passed on in your career, like roles that you were offered and you and you turned down? Is there anything you turned down that you look back and regret? No, no, no. I thought longer. There are a lot of ones that I took that. I should have left it at home. <laughs> but um, one, one uh, a nice story for actors is that <clears throat> I did um, uh, Leo Penn, wonderful director, wonderful actor. And um, when I was doing Slattery's People, I was... I was uh, uh, co-star for a while until mm -hmm. I walked off. I walked off that show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't there walk off. I agreed. Yeah. And because 
I was supposed to play the conscience of the kind of guy that was there. And um, um, uh, uh, what the hell was the name? <laughs> Our Miss Brooks, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, the star of the yeah. show was mm-hmm. the conscience. Right. So there's nothing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I could see that I was going endlessly doing the same uh, yes and boss, yes and boss. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I asked out, and they said, fine, if you are willing or agree to come back and do the show when we have your character in it for the same price. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, yeah. I would have paid them <laughs> just to get out. So they had a show in the hopper for me to do. It's, it's privileged information where I was uh, going to be put in jail for not divulging my source. Mm-hmm. And it's a great script. Yeah. It's always, always good. Yeah. So I, uh, I said, fine, yeah. And um, Leo Penn was directing. And we directed the the first day's work, and um, he was fine. Came back for the second day's work. There were two scenes in which I was drunk. I came back to do the second scene, and I was also drunk in that. Mm-hmm. And I just started to do it the same way. I said, no, 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 we, we did that already. We did that already. <laughs> it's trying to find a different way to do it, even though you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found the way, and we did it. And I didn't retain that lesson. Because late, later on, when um, I was doing a TV movie, Rod Serling wrote it, and uh, Doomsday Flight. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was the name of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. About an anaerobic bomb set to uh, explode below 5,000 feet, Mm -hmm. which we found out during the course of the show. Well, uh, Jack Lord was the FBI agent. I was the head of the airline office at the airport. So we kept going back with him and me a number of scenes, four or five scenes. And each time I thought, man, I'm just kicking that crap out of this. This is so good. My God. I am so cute. I am so clever. This and that. And I saw the show. Oh, that? No, it wasn't a precursor to anything. I saw the show and I thought, oh, do you stink. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I realized I hadn't retained what Leo had tried to teach me, that I didn't vary each scene from the previous scene. Mm -hmm. I kept them the same, same stare each time. Bomb, 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 bomb. Boring. Yeah. Wow. So, well, we got that cleared up. (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Um, now you have uh, played Santa Claus more than almost anybody. I, I think anybody I've, I've more ever than Santa Claus. You're not more getting than anything has. out of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Are, Santa are you? Claus is he really? Mm-hmm. Um, now you. I mean, you played Santa Claus in Elf, which is a lot of people's favorite it's Christmas the best. movie. Yeah. It is. The it best. is a terrific yeah. Christmas movie. I, I yeah. feel it's a great antidote to Edmund Gwen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. and it's also uh, a film that can uh, people 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 can watch that movie any time of year. Like it is a oh, yeah. very very funny movie. Yeah. Um, it's got you, Bob Newhart, all those oh, great God. great people. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And John Favreau directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And I and I feel that it went so effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, What's he like to work with? What's Favreau like? Easy. It was like you know, sliding down a slippery rail. <laughs> wow. Uh, and not having it plunge into you. 
Good. Yeah. Let's see. We were here, I guess, and we were in Vancouver. And um, I can't remember where else we were. Oh, yeah, but you got Will Ferrell in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, man. And, the and sets I have were to tell you, that was another case of he was so good. Yeah. Another time this happened for me was with uh, Dan Trevanti. Um, Will was so good that I had to become better than I was. Wow. To stay with him. Wow. Amazing. And that happened before on A Case of Libel, a movie we did in Canada. Um, I forget who wrote this. A famous author wrote the script. And Dan Trevanti was the villain um, in the piece. And I came on to the first, uh, first day's rehearsal. And he was so goddamn good. He was slick. Oh, man. And I thought, back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to gear myself up and rise to his level. Wow. wow. Amazing. I'm sure he would appreciate hearing that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I ever told him, but I'll be happy if you do. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make sure he finds out. Is there anything that you enjoy watching now? Like, are there any TV shows that you're watching now? I don't watch because I don't hear well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't gotten off my butt to get a hearing aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you, I, but, but, but with that being said, you have not stopped working. Like, that's your. Yeah, it's slowed down a lot. Well, I mean, uh, you look at your credits just in the last year. Just, I mean, just recently, you have. Uh, you just did a movie called Parting Glass with Stephen mm. Moyer from True Blood. Um, uh, you have. Um, in Vino coming out with yeah. Sean Young. Mm-hmm. And then you're playing Santa Claus again for the like hundredth time. Uh, I did <laughs> like, it a couple of times this year. Yeah. Uh, that's three, a, amazing. Oh mm-hmm. my three God. times, I think. That's outrageous. It's uh, yeah, and I, I really shouldn't do them. <laughs> because uh it diminishes elf all this repetition of Santa Claus. I don't know. I, I think you know, you're so you're so talented and if people are lucky enough to get you in their film to to play a character like that, I think you're just you're just giving it gravitas. Like you're just giving it a, a you know extra status by doing something like that. And you're like bringing you're bringing something to the table that. Well, that's fine for them, but I mean, what does it do for me? Yeah, for you, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, this has been super incredible getting mm-hmm. to sit down and talk to you about everything. I, I had fun. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. You're amazing. Um, any, uh, uh, maybe any advice if you want to give any uh, actors advice that are that are listening, anyone that's starting out and is trying to, or anyone that's trying to make this a career for themselves? Keep anything? your day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am... Um... I'm I'm concerned about where the business is going, what uh, what constitutes a big hit, what constitutes a great performance. I think chaos is, as it's taken over all of our lives, mm-hmm. in every area, that um, chaos exists in the business now, and um, I don't have a great deal of confidence in the validity of the stories or the or the performances. I mean, there's there some great actors out there, without a doubt. But no, no, nobody is busy scheduling them five years ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, Favreau is going to be for, for two years on The Lion King. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he deserves five years if he needs. It. Hello, yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there aren't that many actors who are given that that pleasure. Yeah, well, they've got a lot to live up to. Yeah, you know what? 
<laughs> and they've got to live up to you. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I learned from all of them. I do. Well, it is a. It's it's really incredible for us to be able to sit down and hang out in your home and and chat with you about all of this. So, thank you so much. If uh, Ed, if you're uh, we will we'll post the dates for a man and his prostate so that people can come and meet you and yeah. come see your it's work. Well worth seeing. I have no doubt. Uh, again, Ed, thank you again so much. You're the no, coolest. my thanks to you. I no, had, you. I enjoyed myself. That was great. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for listening to the sign-off show. <laughs> no, wait, <laughs> the it's the show. nighttime show. <laughs> One more time. One more time. No, no. I like no, that no. show, too. No. This, this, is, this is the sign-off. This is no. the sign-off to the nighttime show with Ed Asner. <laughs> <laughs>